0: Hello and welcome to Season 9, Episode 7 of the Euphoria Podcast. If you're in the land of YouTube, one of our many platforms alongside Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud, you might see in person our special guest this week. None other than Broken Blade. Thank you for joining us, Broken Blade. We found out you're an early riser, but usually we have to like pull pros from their bed, drag them here Zombie awake, <laughs> dump pump them full of Red Bull, and then pray that they can put a good show on. But it seems like you're a pretty early riser.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm always up early, which is good, and uh, happy to be uh, on the show with you guys. The
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. early grind set, wake up before screams, pop a couple solo queues, your mid laner wakes up, you already got 40 LP, and you're like, what's up, dude? <laughs> yeah.
0: Or lost 40 LP, or lost and you're 40 like, LP. why are you asleep, <laughs> dude? Wake up earlier! <laughs> <laughs> you're not taking things seriously <laughs> enough, yeah. I can see it could go either way. Uh, are you a tilter? I never known this. Are you like? Are you a solo? Very oh, quick at all? question. Yeah, well, I was thinking um, about it because, like, I would. I, I, this is why I can't play solo queue. Is I tilt so quickly? It's yeah. like emotionally, I'm like, if I come off four wins, I'm like, I'm a god. I'm the greatest human being to have ever existed. My whole day is made. I come off four losses. I'm like, what's even the point, man? Why do we're, I even work? We're like, just what, do I, what, is, space. what is money even? You know, like, why do I do this to my? You know, like, it's uh, you know, I'm a tilter is what I'm saying here. So, what, what's your? How are you um, affected? I think. Like if, if you
1: would play with me in a team, people would say I'm a tilter because I, I, if I rage, I only rage like outside of the game. I'd never use chat really mm-hmm. because I've grown out of it. Sure. Um, but uh, like usually I don't tilt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes though, it does hit me when I'm really trying to win and it just doesn't work, you know. Um, then I can like sometimes get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it happened uh, uh, in the SK uh, day where we played them, where I played five games of solo queue. I don't play too much in mm-hmm. game days. Uh, but I lost every game. And I tried really hard. And then, and then I took Janko's advice. I'll just not care anymore about solo queue in all game days. And after that, it went a lot better. But that day, I, I was for sure a bit frustrated. Which is not good, right? Uh, mm-hmm. When you're playing games.
2: There is a age-old philosophy of losing solo queue, win on stage. But you have to convince yourself with that fake smile with the mask on. You <laughs> yeah. lost five solo queue games. Yeah, you win on the stage. crying behind the smile <laughs> yes. face. I, But th- Okay,
0: to be fair... I'm not a pro, so I don't know. But I, all I'll say is that there's a philosophy for everything I've heard. It's like, oh, losing scrims when on stage, lose, you know, like... Lose your lane, it's just a matchup. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just feel like being a pro is just making up new excuses and trying to get enough other pros to agree with you so you yeah, can call it right. a philosophy.
2: <laughs> and they'll use it as well. Yeah, um, But it's, you're only human, right? I mean, you look at, like, some of the LPL behind-the-scenes videos as well where at Worlds and, like you know, or you're in competitive games or you're really trying to win, like people are just looking at each other like, why do we even pick GP if this guy can't even lane and he's your teammate and he's right next to you, you know? (laughs) And the reason you're doing it is, yes, you're tilted, but it is for the betterment because if you keep it inside, then obviously you're just going to be destructive.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think, like, how you give feedback is also important. Yeah. But, like, who am I? I haven't been in that high-pressure environment, so I'm not going to judge. Let's talk about that SK game, though, man. Let's talk about G2 a little bit this week. It was uh, a little shaky. A little (laughs) little shaky. shaky. Uh, The SK (laughs) game, like, we were talking a little before the podcast started, but maybe to recap, like, what what do you think actually, like, went wrong in that game? What actually happened there to to have it be a loss in the end?
1: Well, I think... um like the game was actually going really well in our favor. Um, I was playing Gwen against Graves, which is usually uh, what people play into Gwen, but I wanted to, to play Gwen into Graves that game because it was just a very good pick. They had, I think, three um, very low range champs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay guys, if I get to uh, two items, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna carry, right? And then I got to two items with a stopwatch. And then we had that one Drake fight where we are, I think, one key gold ahead. And uh, I think we just played that fight really, really poorly. I think everything that could go bad went bad. And then SK actually played pretty well afterwards, I have to say. Um, <laughs> I definitely didn't expect them to be uh, that tough of an opponent, right? After they get a lead. Like, usually against bad teams, usually what you do as a if it, when you're good, you would just wait for them to make a mistake because that's just bound to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't actually do many mistakes and they actually closed out the game pretty well. So it was kind of hard to come back, especially uh, if they had Jinx Oriana against uh, Aphelios, who's just lower range against uh, those two carries. And so if he just couldn't carry i couldn't really carry because i was also i needed someone to go in and Javan was also really behind in 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 items compared to like the carry so he would just get one popped as well mm-hmm. so it was just really hard to come back after a certain uh, point uh, uh Jankos had that clutch uh, nash steal right which yeah, yeah, yeah. which got us like a bit back into the game uh, and i think if that didn't happen we would probably lost uh, 5 to 10 minutes earlier but We tried our best, and uh, unfortunately, we couldn't uh, turn it around.
0: To be fair, I was caught off guard, too, by how well SK played with the lead, because, again, uh, we've been tracking this all season, and they just have not been getting leads. They've been losing (laughs) so catastrophically every early game that we didn't really get to see that side of them. We got to see it two times this week, obviously, against BDS as well, and, and I was definitely caught off guard. But there was... Sadly, like the, sadly for you, the difficulty didn't stop there. Because I feel like that game was like neck and neck. And yes, there were some mistakes. But like ultimately, maybe you had a little bit more agency. But the Fnatic game was was brutal. Because we looked at your draft. We were casting this game. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, great. The, we've got narratives. We've got gameplay stories. We're like, they're, you're clearly set up to play top side. Fnatic are clearly set up to play bot side. Clash of Styles. We're like, so hyped.
2: The juice is there. It's flowing. We're
0: getting pumped. And then we get in the game. And things get rough in bot lane pretty fast, and I know you're just you're living on your top lane island at that point. But like, what what happened from your perspective? Um, so
1: uh, as I mentioned earlier with uh, Kaidril, right? Um, I think uh, we had really good success on Jace rice uh, and the diving jungler. Usually, it doesn't really matter what the jungler is, but Volibear obviously one of the strongest mm-hmm. early game divers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, we were also playing for that. But then in the game, something happened that changed our um uh, game plan which was going bot and trying to cheese gang. And I think there was like a little miscommunication of like when they got level two. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And they got level two pretty late. So uh, Volibear started uh, like wasting a bit of his time, right? And then uh, uh, we also didn't really talk about Diana could invade our top side because I had to push. I could have uh, probably stopped Diana from taking too many camps. I think she took all three, if I'm not
2: wrong. I think yeah. she took red Krugs and she was doing Krugs as you were like having top push and chilling in the river. I yeah, think you were like, asking so, probably too. or communicating like where is yeah. Diana and what's happening.
1: There was like two camps which is really big, right? Anyways, um, and our game plan was to dive top and I think we could have probably just dove top like 3v3 or 3v2 yeah. Um, or even took Diana's camps instead. But uh, things like that do happen, right? And I think after that we still try to play to our comp. But I think Fnatic they played all the champs that they wanted to play right um, maybe not uh like pike and tf it's just what they love to play mm-hmm. um and i think all, everyone else just played their, their parts as well i think razork messed up a little bit in some some points of the game but he, it, it doesn't fight.
0: really
2: <laughs> the, 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 the,
0: there's a highlight reel and i love razork and i think that like he did a lot of things well that game but definitely he's going to the practice tool for for flash diana alts on zero ping like yeah. that man was playing on 60 ping with i feel like with the, <laughs> the way i think he thought he was input buffering a diana alt and instead he was just alting way too early but like ultimately the team won the game the last one he got was super good against you guys but those first two i was like
2: it's it's kind of funny the domino effect of the game right it's like you want to play top side, you want to stack early waves and like dive or push them off tower or get tp advantage right but then one small cheese gank bot losing your topside camps and now you're just on the back foot permanently when you're playing like this comp with Jace Rise, where I presume it's just dive top early get Jace out of lane get Jace ahead and then that's how you basically win
1: well yeah I mean I think also the enemy team comp wasn't really too bad against Jace right because they did have TF TF Camille is like, mm. like Camille uh, Jace matchup is not really in favor of uh, Camille I think Jace wins that lane one v one, but you do want to gank that lane, right? Yeah. Which is supposedly good against Fnatic because Fnatic usually goes bot lane mm-hmm. uh, with their with their resources. Um, and we did still get a dive off, which was really good for the game. Um, like Camille did lose a lot, but it didn't actually end up being too uh, big of an advantage that um, just allowed me to carry the game. Really. Mm-hmm. Also, Pike roaming the map and TF always being able to pressure after after the early game. Just makes me not having side pressure, right? Um, so I always try to group as much as possible. But even grouped against a team that is not strong group, we lost the five v five. Yeah. So there's not really many <laughs> there's not really many options after so, that, right? Yeah. Uh, but we still have to try, right? And I think we we did try our best. But I think uh, at a certain point, Fnatic just played better, and they did deserve to win that game. I think uh, if we were ever to to play against them again, I think we're probably going to do a lot better than what we what we showed, yeah. right? Um, so I'm definitely excited if you're going to play them that we're going to probably do a lot, a lot better, you know.
2: Yeah, I feel like that when you, when we look at those comps, side lane would be so destructive when you're playing like Jace, Rice versus like Camille, TF, Pike. It's like whoever controls the side lane kind of wins the game, but you can get TF ult on at any second with Camille just like cheesing in a bush through lane or something or Pike getting one turn. And then Caps can do the same kind of thing where you like rise ult's behind you and you have one push into Camille, so... Feel like comms are recycling must be a bit difficult that game.
0: I just feel like yeah, if like the, if the pike lane gets ahead and pike gets to do whatever he wants, gets early umbral, and you've got a twisted fade in that game, it's just it's <laughs> so it's so easy, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't you just you just rock up with a gold card, point and click into infinite CC, and it's just actually unplayable inside. But I, I mean this rise jace combo, a ton of teams are getting it. But to be honest, I I was surprised that they got this much value out of TF. What's your what's your read on TF right now? Because I think that we saw the nurse, we thought maybe he was going to drop off more. Obviously gold card alt always going to be super valuable i thought the nerfs would hit him harder than this because they mm. did tank his solo queue win rate a lot some of that was due to um, a bug with like the auto attack on an empowered card but so it came up a little bit but i was expecting him to be useless but he still looks like super op well i do think
1: that tf uh has always its place because it's just so annoying to play against i feel like like every pro player hates to play against tf other than the mid laner itself because <laughs> he doesn't really get ported on on mid right um, uh, <laughs> So I think he, he does have his place, but I also think he has more uh, counterplay now in terms of having... Like, you just have to allow yourself to get ported on. Mm-hmm. So a mid laner can just uh, like outscale him at some point and actually start having pressure. Or you can play 2v2 mid. Because TF uh, it does have some decent 2v2s with like TF Lee Sin, uh, for example. Uh, but I think there's many more ways to beat him now and also outscale him. So if you do pick lanes that just uh, outscale and are safe against TF, mm. you should usually just win the game but it does get uh, annoying when the TF who's not supposed to get ahead in early or the lanes who are not supposed to get ahead early are getting Mm -hmm. ahead early then TF just helps you getting even more ahead so I don't even think that TF is the one really putting other people ahead it's more
0: you put TF ahead and then he puts then he pays it back Mm -hmm. kind of
1: Kind of. Uh, it's like if other lanes get ahead uh, get ahead by like default then TF just makes them even stronger Mm -hmm. but TF I think does make lanes stronger if they're 50-50 but if you do play to not get like uh, dove not get ported on then I think TF doesn't actually have much of a choice than to just get out at some point and I think there's many like Victor or like Oriana at some point they will just out pressure uh, TF and I think as a team you have to be very disciplined to play against TF that's why I think TF is so strong especially mm-hmm. against weaker teams who don't have that much discipline who don't have that much uh, good communication um, so I do think he still has yeah. his place you know
0: so like in a perfect world let's say, and like, like LS always likes to talk about like perfect League of Legends, you know, like the perfect, everybody's scaling, everybody's chilling, like TF, not that big of a deal, but when you take in like individual mistakes, communication errors, lanes not going perfectly, suddenly TF is just a lot stronger than he should be.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, I think Fnatic, for example, is a really good TF team, so I think against them, it might be even a good choice to even ban that champion, Mm -hmm. because they are just playing real well with it, also they are are playing volatile lanes against us, at least, they played Camille, Pike, which are, just making your lanes volatile. Uh, yeah, if Hillsign doesn't pop off
0: in that the, level one, that lane is like actually unplayable the, for him. It's so hard. Yeah. The uh, story
2: of TF versus G2 goes back a split already now. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> actually Jankos yeah, makes
1: fun of it sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. I do uh, think it's like really playable, but uh, uh some teams are like stronger with it than other teams.
2: Mm, yeah, I guess it's got like communication and roaming timers. And it's like I mean people look at TF and TF hasn't pressed hold for twenty minutes, he's doing nothing. Yes, sometimes, but a lot of times, like the pressure of TFold, is always a lot enough to make a lane that is ahead for the enemy team. Like a Jace Camille, for example, respect TFold a lot every single time he's missing. You put one pink ward on one side of your lane in mid, midwave's dead, and you're sitting on out of vision. Now Jace can't really push too much unless he has like his jungle mid top side. So. It does give you windows where the enemy team having a winning lane has to play a lot more respectful. And until you find mm. that window, then it's explosive, I think.
0: And I love these kind of things This as a bad player, I can use them in solo queue. Like when I play Karthus I'm holding alt for the pressure. Or when I play Blitzcrank, I'm holding hook because it's zoning the 80 carry. Not it's true, I though, can't but holding
2: it. Blitzcrank hook is one of the <laughs> no, most, it most anchor breaking <laughs> yeah. things ever. When the Blitzcrank's running at you with W and he's like in melee range and you're trying to. It's it's just, I don't yeah. know, the, it you're breaks sweating. your brain. You're like, sweating. Where's the hook going to yeah. go? And he never uses it. So every second, you're like, your blood pressure is getting higher like oh my god <laughs>
0: <laughs> also great for bad blitzcrank players who want an excuse for being bad just hold the hook That's then imagine the, the giga
2: chad walks up you like try to dodge you flash away and he never even toss it and he just walks away just <laughs> bad guys walk away emotes. from explosions You gotta
0: respect it um the other the other team that i want to talk about a lot this week is is misfits because they continue to do well and i kind of keep not expecting it and it just Keeps happening. They just keep winning uh, against teams that I would normally expect to outperform them. So now I'm fully on the Misfits hype train. I'm convinced they're pretty good. But Comp said on PGL with us on Saturday that he thinks that right now Misfits are the second best team in the league. What's how do you feel about that? What do you think about Misfits right now? Are you as surprised as I am that they're doing this well? Um, I do think that Misfits is better than like a lot of the other teams in the in the
1: LEC. I don't know if they're the second best team. Hmm. Um, I can't really say because I don't really know how teams play at their peak yet, right? I think yeah. we will probably see that in playoffs. Um, I do think that uh, Misfits has their style of playing, which is uh, usually uh, DemiLin just carries, right? <laughs> That's a style. <laughs> yeah, a style just just right? <laughs> um, and I think uh, not only uh, VTO, but I also think Neon is playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think when he gets his uh, his Jinx, especially, um, he, I remember in Schalke he also liked to play Jinx. At uh, towards the end, like obviously we, we went tenth place, right? So we couldn't get to show much, but I I, I did think uh, also back in the day that Neon was very good mechanically, um, and he seems to be learning even more now. And I think his support is also good, mercer I think he's a good rookie actually, um, also very talented. Um, mm. and I think the jungler has also his uh, like uh, key picks, which is like Lee sin I think he plays well on Leeson. Uh, but i think they have a uh, like i think it's not too hard to make a strategy to beat them obviously they did win nine times right yeah
0: yeah and, sure.
1: uh, we only won eight times but um i think uh if you can shut down with i think they will hit their team really hard compared mm-hmm. to other teams um you can make an argument that if you try top topside against our team that uh, we're also weaker right because mm-hmm. we are playing topside a lot um but i don't think it's just me that is uh, always ahead it's, it's usually also mid jungle and sometimes mm-hmm. even bot like we had games where bot lane was also carrying but I think in Misfits it's usually mid carries or he doesn't carry right um, that's what I feel like at least and I think VTO is playing really really well um, uh, mainly because I think he just push, puts a lot of effort and actually win- winning right and he'll place, uh, a shit on a solo queue um, which I respect as a as a player I think it's good to see I think it also motivates other players right mm-hmm um but yeah, I think uh, misfits are they the second best team? I don't know. I would actually say that uh, I'm not even sure. I think the other, like I think Fnatic is really good. I think Rogue is really good. I think uh, Vitality is also really good, even though the standings are not showing that. Yeah. I think we are also pretty good. Um, actually, I I did have a conversation with some of my teammates that I think the LEC is actually pretty good. Um, like they have just a lot of good teams. Actually, mm-hmm. I think even Excel is starting to uh, do really well. Um, and it's just great to see, you know, like there's a lot of competition. Um, and obviously we want to be first, but it, it, the competition is nice. So it, it just motivates everybody to be even better. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a bot lane who is like rather new to the scene, right? Yeah. Um, which is also great to see, to see them develop, see them getting better. Um, it's just, uh, I think it it makes me happy, you know, I think it makes everyone else happy. So it's I mean, good to see.
0: It makes me happy too, because I think there's a lot of negativity um floating around and there definitely was after the because i think there were a lot of like small mechanical errors maybe or what at least to the audience would appear to be mechanical errors in your fights in the fanatic g2 game and like people are already like so like doom and gloom you know what i mean like the thing is is we won msi once and now that's the only thing anyone could talk about me included
2: i'm a part of the problem for mm. sure
0: but now anytime anything's less than that they're like we're doomed internationally yeah. it's all that matters
2: it's Classic, isn't it? Like, uh, I mean, it's spring split. I think every spring, sp- spring split is kind of similar where it's yeah. like, the vibes are similar. Where It's like, maybe we're going to suck international. The meta is boring and stale. But then you, you look back to last year and it's like, all of these arguments apply to last year too. I mean, we watched Udio Hecarim every single game for like an entire like four or five yeah. weeks. and Everyone's like, oh, this meta is so boring. And then you look, you look at this year and everyone's like, oh, I missed last year's meta. It's like, guys, this time last year it sucked. Summer meta is always <laughs> more fun because there's a Worlds patch and yep. spring meta is always a lot slower. Like, Every summer meta, like towards the end of playoffs, is always like either a big jungle change or some kind of solo mm-hmm, lane change, mm-hmm. so the game just looks different, or there's like randomly a Zaya Kaisa meta uh, I don't know Yeah, where.
0: I would love a not Aphelios Jinx meta. No offense to Neon, who's doing very well. There's a lot of players who are doing very <laughs> yeah. well in this meta. Um, and I'm sure they would be sad to lose the the but, Jinx Aphelios. but I would love some AD carries yeah, that are well, a little
2: more uh explosive. About that Jinx thing, what I was gonna say is um BB just touched on it about misfits like shutting down BTO, and you can say like, well, we're a top side team. You just have to shut down our top side. I think the only real example you have of that so far in this split is Astralis versus Fnatic, where mm-hmm. they just said only the only person who can carry is Fnatic's bot lane, and they just literally three-man the bot every wave with their jungler hovering every single time, support jungle teaming up, getting bot side vision, and you could see how like neutered Fnatic was when their bot lane was weaker. Um, I think that's a good example of how to shut down Fnatic, but I think teams have different ways of approaching it. You can play to your strengths or you can play to their strengths. Right? It's just a case of where you feel more comfortable.
0: Yeah, I feel like we teams are still pretty young in their development. You can correct me if I'm wrong uh, here, Broken Blade, but like it just feels like a lot of teams are playing one way pretty consistently right now in spring. And I expect that'll expand as we get into best of fives just out of necessity. But it feels like you said it you guys are topside team, Fnatic clear bot side team, Misfits are clearly playing through mid. I don't know, what we say about how But the are? thing
2: is, it applies to every region, I feel like, as well. If you look at, like, T1, for example, they're a very sure. bot-centric team. Always have been kind of like a bot-centric team. They don't really play too much towards Zeus, especially with the new top lane Akana. they did a little bit. Zeus, mm. not so much, unless he has some kind of Jace matchup, which is a bit rare that- these days. Weibo Gaming is the team with now the Shy. They're just a heavy topside team. Like, teams in Spring around the world have almost like a one-dimensional playstyle. And if they are flexible, then they're probably not even first place right now.
0: Is it necessity of the meta that there's just so many lanes that demand resources right now that you like just have to pick a side to play to? Because I'm trying to think back, because I feel like we've had teams that have had more flexibility than that, teams that have been able to adjust like almost entirely based on draft as to what side of the map they want to play to. Mm. Um, but I mean, I'm thinking now there's like not really any orns. Yeah, Oda has played it once or twice. There's not really any like Senna being nerfed is obviously a big deal because there you have your weak side bot laner. So I'm just trying to think if this is like, why, why is it this way? Is it just spring? Is it just people ramping up or is it a product of the meta? That's kind of what I'm thinking about.
1: Um, I think it's more so that <clears throat> when you're screaming, right? And mm-hmm. you, you see what games you're winning and what games you're kind of losing, you kind of go from there and see, okay, are we winning more games playing through mid, top, uh, bot, or uh, if the laners are playing for the jungle, right? That can also happen, which is rather rare these days for mm-hmm. the jungle. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah i think it's mainly that and also um when you're like building teams you usually build them knowing what you kind of want to do with mm-hmm. the team uh, obviously things change uh and i think also our team at least the last couple of weeks we did put a lot of effort on um know- knowing how to play around bot more um so that is going to be something really uh, interesting and nice to see uh once we get fully good at it you know and um the good thing about my team at least is that we're really open about everything pretty much and we talk about a lot of things and if you think that for example playing a game and picking that champion or playing playing towards top side like for example the Jinx Aphelios meta is really about who gets ahead at the Jinx Aphelios meta right <laughs> and uh, because we play so much top side um, I didn't know as a top laner that if Jinx or Aphelios gets ahead then they're just going to take over the game pretty much unless there's like another really big factor that is going to like say otherwise, right? Hmm. But uh, uh, we learned that actually pretty recently, like two, three weeks ago, actually, that uh, that that matchup was very, very important, and if you don't have the matchup, you can do other stuff uh, on the map, but uh, you do want to protect those kind of champions on the bot lane, at least not to go too far behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, that is really helpful uh, for any team, really, to just be open about things, because uh, there can be scenarios, right, where a, a player is more uh, egocentric and says, no, this is wrong, you mm-hmm. have to come top, or stuff like that. That is why I really like uh, the players on my team, uh, especially Jankos. Jankos is really, really open about a lot of things and he, al- he also gives open criticism, which I also which I also do, right? Um, it's really nice to see. Uh, and if I'd ever do bad, he tells me, hey, you trolled this, uh, and not in a toxic way, mm-hmm. but uh, in a professional way. And I think that's a good uh, line to uh, start from, uh, for mm-hmm. especially the, the, the newer players that we have, right? And I think uh, it do- it did already help them get better and also help me get better right and also caps is uh, obviously just as professional when it comes to things like that and obviously there's always days where someone is less quiet i mean more quiet uh, or or less quiet as well sure. right <laughs> um so it's definitely good to see and i think the the things that are just important for any team in spring is uh, getting on the same page i think mm-hmm. that is like the most important thing and if you go to summer usually obviously there's always new patches uh, but you usually want to go to to the direction of getting same page learning how to learn about the game mm-hmm. uh, because every every indiv- uh, individual is different right he thinks differently uh, comes from a different culture and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's always different how to teach someone and i think learning that as a team is going to be the very first thing that makes you a real team you know
2: yeah and i think it's also important to learn like once you like you've got your playstyle, style top side bot side mid jungle whatever it may be like v5 mid jungle and stuff like this how do we win the game with it right so like we talked about t1 a little bit they play towards bot side maybe how do they win do they just win just lane kingdom bot well not the most of the times like if they're playing like a caitlin lane yes but what you'll see happen is carrier leaves lane goes towards mid roams around the map owner then goes top side and lane ganks top a lot and carrier is already there at herald like and is safe or he's doing his own thing and bot lane being ahead makes it so they can make the first play top side right i guess it's similar for you guys when you're ahead you can get lane kingdom or with jace you can get a tower and a herald but then how do you win the game afterwards right like you're pushing out sides, moving mid, grouping, or you're pressuring a side. Even when you're behind against SK, you're playing Gwen and you're behind, but you're still almost ending the game on a side lane. So having that clear win condition, yeah. once you've got that identity established, is really important. Yeah,
0: that makes a perfect sense. Um, I'm Actually, you keep going into these little little tangents about your team, <laughs> which I love because I, I want to talk to you about G2. But just to round out our discussion from, from last week, and after we talk about G2, we will be able to talk about some more teams. Um, looking forward, because obviously the race for playoffs is pretty tight, but Euphoria MVP... We got we to gotta have one. I already have one. You already have one. Yeah. You're a part of this discussion. Now, I'm glad that your team didn't go 2-0 last week. I'm not going to lie. Because we can't get convinced. <laughs> because or we because like we're really, we're like absolutely spineless. The second, any we're such keyboard warriors. The second you're like here in person, if you were like, if you went 2-0 and you're like, guys, you don't understand flack it needs mvp we'd be like ah, i
2: don't know if we can do oh, that you know, but we have to do that you this, know. this is the one week where i think it's pretty clear because like you mm-hmm. know the perks week you know he was he was oh, he almost had me i he mean he, he did have me at he did point. have you you
0: lost in rock paper scissors yeah, yeah. it's an honorable the, award it's a real award it's the, totally credible
2: the upset week he did he have us he got us he really got us so as well god damn he really it really he, got so really he got us really good. good so we're we're two for two on getting gold but yeah i think VTO.
0: It's VTO. Yeah. I don't know how you feel. I mean, like, and remember, MVP, you can actually, you can have a different definition you want. I think some people look at it as the best reforming player in the league, and some. And for me, I look at it as the most most valuable player, the most important player to a team's success in any given week.
1: I mean, I, I, I totally agree. I think VTO <clears throat> has been playing pretty well. We talked about it earlier as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's just been a solid rock for that team. He always performs, uh, especially when he needs to write, and I think he He just knows how to play his lanes, which is really good to see from a player who's not even—you wouldn't—you wouldn't wouldn't call him a veteran, right? Like he's been playing for one and a half years now. Um, So he's—he's been putting in the work, right? He's like in the first year he was looking great in some games, right? Um, But this year he's been doing (laughs) exceptionally well in many many games, which is great to see. Uh, I think many people or many new people can uh, or players can take a example out of it yeah. um hopefully he'll be able to uh, keep performing like that maybe not against us next <laughs> week uh, <laughs> um, but uh, i think it's great to see and i think he probably deserves it
0: yeah i, I think so i'm i think the watching him develop has been really interesting because he came into the league and he was the zoe kid for that one game and everyone was like yeah vto one game and people banned zoe and he was kind of really quiet for the rest yeah. of the split he started picking up victor and when Razork started ganking his lane last year a lot more and they started p- trying to play through him more I think Misfits generally had more success, but he felt like that guy who needed that attention. He didn't feel like a rock. He felt like a good carry, but he felt like a guy that if you didn't invest in him, you weren't going to see any return on that. You know what I mean? And now Mm -hmm. it feels like literally no matter what happens, no matter what champion he's playing, you know whether it's something as as predictable as like a Corky or a Rise or something as like a Silas, he just seems to make an impact. So yeah, shout out to VTO. Uh, In the running, I think, for overall MVP as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, depending on where Misfits finish, and depending on who else steps up, if SK make yeah. a miracle run, it's probably Gilius,
2: To be honest, with yeah, you. SK, right. just make it happen. Or Astralis? <laughs> no, Astralis can't make it happen. Is 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 Astralis I don't think out? They're are we going to yeah, pull? Yeah, are we going to pull one out for Astralis on the have, podcast? No, we have
0: five games left, and it's or five. Yeah, five games left for each team, which okay. is, means there's still like a million scenarios.
2: Well, they have so. eleven losses, so. I think they're probably mathematically... No, because no. it's
0: tiebreakers. I don't know. Okay, Look, we'll pull I, one out of the next I, we'll week. Pour, yeah, we'll, the stats team will tell me when someone's mathematically yeah. out. The only thing I know is Rogue is mathematically in. Because yeah. in order to know when people are out, I have to know how all the tiebreaker rules work and I do my best to forget those except for when I actually need to know what yeah. they are. Agreed. No, I mean, VTO
2: super flexible. Draft, in-game, everything. Uh, mm-hmm. You can play for him. You can play away from him. He'll play to you. Like, this guy was every style. Uh, you can imagine he's basically doing... From Rise Corky to like Silas Akali to things like Oriana Victor, just playing mages. Even last week, I'm not much of like a results-based person, but last week I think he didn't even have a single death. He was 5-0-2 on Corky. The Rise game was on Rise. Yeah, because I think was bloodbath. Yeah, because he like everyone was fighting. I don't know how many kills there was, but there was over 30, I want to say, or 25. And he was the only one who was just like in every fight, but not dying in every one of their fights, you know, and not getting sucked into the end. Yep. Also, Fimbo Winter Rise. Really great. Super balanced.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do think there's some things that need to get removed from the game, which is one, I think, is Hullbreaker. To... Let's talk about Hullbreaker okay,
2: for a second. Yeah. Right, this is a great <laughs> <second>. <laughs> We can go to G2 after this. Let's talk about Hullbreaker. This is funny. What is going on with this item? Because I've been, at first, when I see Graves build it, I'm like, hmm, he's tanking, he's split pushing, he's sideline, sure. But then when I see the Camilles and Jaces build it, I know something's wrong with that item.
1: Yeah, I mean, like... I don't think Riot ever wanted to design an item that everybody just has to buy when an enemy guy buys it, right? Uh-huh. Because I feel like if you if you rush Hallbreaker and the enemy doesn't, you're just going to win lane out of just buying the better item, right? Do
2: you remember the Banner of Command meta? Yeah, <laughs> Where exactly. Where enemy tops were rushing Banner of Command and if you didn't, you lost yeah. and you had to take Minion Dematerializer yeah. because of it. Is it uh, like that?
1: Yeah, it's exactly like that. Uh, and you build it on every champ. Like you could build it on, on. Uh, I think, like I actually I played against Akali top in solo queue um, and he built Hallbreaker, and I could not believe it. But he just, <laughs> he just like rolled me. Uh, and I was playing, I was playing Akshan with Hallbreaker uh, and Ignite, uh, and I was losing lane. And I had Hallbreaker, and he had Hallbreaker, and he would just one shot me, and I just couldn't do anything. Um, so I was t- <laughs> actually right after that, I was, t- I rushed to Dylan and I said, Dylan, we need to play Hallbreaker, Gali. And he looked at me weird, <laughs> was like, no, we're not gonna play that. <laughs> but I do think that items like. Like, I think it has like 200% item uh, like gold value.
2: So it's around 116% gold efficiency when you're when you're with your team, and it goes up to like what 180, 190 when you so when you're low.
0: It, because the resistances portion that you get of it scales with your level. It obviously the value increases the higher level you are, but it's 143 at level one. Not that you'd ever have a hole breaker at level one, but uh, it then scales up
2: to 198. So, dude, this item, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know why I have to play against it as a top laner. So, <laughs> I, you have to join in, you know. Like, you don't want to buy it, but you have to join in because it's so broken. And I don't think it, it should ever be it, in the game. You know? it's, it's
2: one of those things where if they buy it, I buy it. And if you don't buy yeah. it, I won't buy it. Maybe you well, need some kind of gentleman's agreement in top lane where it's like, good, sir. Just come <laughs> yeah. in. Shall we rush on normal items? And then that guy is like, sure. And then he comes back to base, comes back to lane with a phage and a pickaxe and like, excuse me. You know this it's item like, is no, just...
0: sir. I swear I'm building two other items, uh, <laughs> completely unrelated. It's good
2: base stats. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So this is funny because we had um, we had the designer, we had Jeevan on the podcast last season, and one of the big things that he was saying for for pro play, the things that he was asking for, he was like begging. He was like, please, just use Hole Breaker. He's like, <laughs> it's so strong, and this item is basically untouched since it came out. It got a it got a pretty decent buff, and then it got uh, another small buff on eleven seventeen. So eleven fifteen pretty decent buff it was added 13 11 17 got the health buff um he's like there are viable hole breaker strategies in the game please use them so the warning was there it's been op for a very long period of time but i i completely agree with you i think it's it's interesting because it feels to me like they, when they made this item they wanted to be able to reward split pushing in a world where you've got like objective bounties and clearly like the game is going more and more towards team play rather than just like Players have obviously been complaining forever. I can't solo carry the game anymore, you know, because of like you got kill bounties, you get all this. It's pretty hard to just be Zed like you were in season four, season five, and just one shot eight people in a row and win the game, you know. But that said, when the item is super gold effective without the buff, ridiculously gold effective with the buff, Mm -hmm. um, to the point where it's not even about are you split pushing anymore? It's about you have to buy it to exist in the lane. I agree. I think it's dumb as hell.
2: Yeah, because you can have like team fighting esque champs. Like I'll say in this case, Graves is an example that can build hole sure. breaker. But then you can also have champs like Fiora, I guess, who build hole And then you kind of have to like match each other on side lane all the time, uh, similar to like the Banner of Command meta back in the days, where you know both tops build it, and you both have an unkillable <laughs> cannon minion, yeah. and you both can't I, kill it, and you need DMAT, And I,
0: I just think that there's a line between it being because uh, you want the item I think to be better on side lane and rewards reward split pushing if that's the goal of it, right? and you want it to be weak enough that you can't just build it without thinking about it, which is obviously the case now you just sl- slam it without having to think about it. But there also needs to be a middle ground where you don't feel like you've lost the game if you try to team fight with Holebreaker. And I don't know what that middle ground is,
2: but it sure as hell is not where
0: we're at now. Here's That's what tech. I'll say.
2: Mid and top both have Holebreaker. breaker. Support has Holebreaker breaker too.
1: Okay, actually I you know, I was actually thinking about it. <laughs> okay, hear me out, right? Like I think 2 days ago I had this random thought, uh that what if the AD carry builds Hallbreaker, right? Mm-hmm. He builds Hallbreaker. Say, I don't know, like say Jinx of Felix is out of the game. Um, and you buy Hallbreaker, and the moment you finish buying Hallbreaker, your support his roams. What are what are the enemy bot gonna do? They can't dive you because you you're ever, tanky. You, yeah. You, you have more HP, hmm. right? And you have a massive Canon <laughs> <Ganyan> minion <laughs> just hitting the you know, and then and you have to, demolish as well. This is the thing, exactly.
0: Have you ever seen top lane Hallbreaker of no. It was a cheese. I, I just saw a thread on it, and I'm a big Ophelius fan, so I read, but it's actually disgusting because think about it. Ophelius with a stupid white gun just eats
2: towers for breakfast. Yeah, if you give true. him Holebreaker, <laughs> he's just unkillable on a side lane. What about if pushing. it's a good AD carry champion that can 1v2, something like Draven? Draven? Holebreaker, Draven have also I hole seen it. Draven, is, AD carry.
1: The thing is that the you don't get attack speed and right? So you need a champion that either. Like it deals a lot of damage, so you get like the life steal rune, uh, mm-hmm. like the bloodline. Yeah, bloodline. Uh, plus, you need to be able to buy a drone's plate. Draven could be a good good champ for it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, do you want to leave Draven alone? You could, right? And then imagine you just have a pike, and then you start roaming. And I think if people actually start doing that, I don't know if it's good. It was just a random thought that I had. But if people start doing that, mm-hmm. I think the item has to be fixed.
2: And then the pike has a whole breaker
0: too.
1: No, no, maybe not. Oh, no, that. no, no, no. Here's here's my pitch. <laughs>
0: support senna you let the park the pike farm your early lane is scuffed as hell you get a pike with friggin um hole breaker and you have sent a roam for souls between each lane and then you do the hill of sang strat where you just park your pike on a side lane with baron Mm. buff and he's Mm. actually unkillable and he can 1v1 anyone you send over
2: there is a tech there somewhere you're gonna have to brainstorm (laughs) it you need to get home and draw like a mind map with your team you need to be that guy you know flip the whiteboard clean everything off and start hole breaker in the middle circle AD carry champions.
1: I mean, I'm open minded about it. If my 80 carry wants to buy it and says, just go roam, I'm going to buy Hullbreaker and 1v2 them.
2: Yeah,
0: wait. You we have It's eleven. Are we on eleven four this week? I don't
2: actually know. Are we on eleven four this week? <laughs> I think uh, there's a new. Patch. Our excuses were off this week, so yeah, we our don't excuses need... <laughs> we're not actually casting this week. So <laughs> there is a new patch for sure. Yeah, we're on eleven four this week. then, there's I guess at uh, twelve four.
1: There's the Aatrox buff and a set buff and. Uh,
2: oh, Aatrox. And no, buff. okay.
0: I was just checking because I was like,
1: maybe oh. <laughs> I, I
0: live a patch behind. I think probably like you do for the most part, or you live in between patches because you play a lot of solo queue. So yeah. I just don't usually don't read the next patch until it's about to be in pro because I just try not to think about it. And I mostly play a ram, so it doesn't really matter yes. anyway. All I'll
2: say is Renata. Is oh, Renata, we're excited. We've,
0: we, we've on a whole rant about is Renata. Is Renata enabled this weekend, Probably I wonder? Not. I assume next week. But yeah. Wait, is she enabled this week? I don't think she is. Okay, I think it's next week. Why We shouldn't be asking. Well, I shouldn't be asking this. Thing, we're literally. the ones asking him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank we're you. off this week. <laughs> but there's no hole breaker, Nurse. Just double check that. So uh, anyone who was wondering if you're going to see it more, the answer is yes. Um,
2: oh. I just realized something. Break
0: it, break it, and they will nerf it. That's what I'll tell Ni- you. That is my Ni- commitment to you. If
2: Nico you, if... buffs on-hit Nico Hullbreaker, uh, something okay. like but this. Oh, oh,
0: oh, but does the clone count as an allied champion within fourteen hundred range? Is it coded Bruh. that way? And is she going to break her? <laughs> Wait, own does Wukong
2: breaker? W cancel your Hullbreaker?
1: I, I don't think so. Okay, okay, because uh, I think uh, who, who played? Uh, someone played uh, Wukong. I think it was yeah. Armut. Someone yeah.
2: played Wukong Hullbreaker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, and I don't, think, don't
1: think
0: I've seen it get getting
1: okay. canceled. Can you, Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Can you hole break or Shaco? And then have both the clone and actual Shaco have Holebreaker. Damn, we're we're really like we're really reaching deep here.
2: Draco's is gonna queue (laughs) up tonight with his hidden tech. He's like, I'm gonna get Frank one wins (laughs) his four games, comes home, he's the dawn of everything, and then he loses them. He's like,
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, if you know how I how I work, you know that I brainstorm, think it's genius, get in. Remember that my hands are bad, and I'm like, Wait. I can't play Holebreaker Shaco. I'm just gonna not cue at the right time
2: and die anyway. Or and then there's arc. like the camera pans and there's like this bucket list of Dracos ideas and it's, it's like a the bin's just full to the top. <laughs> <It's> so true. <laughs>
0: to be fair though, I never told anyone to play Smite Bard Mid Lane because I think it's trash and it was trash and it still got played in the PCS anyway. Yeah. So that one I will not
2: take blame the blame for. Yeah, and then Ain't Ljl fun. played the smite poppy top. What do you think about the smite poppy and the smite shop? Okay. Because I always want to say okay, we the, have the, before we okay. we will finish on the last tangent <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, the no, EU we, hasn't seen it once yet.
1: Okay, now I have to say I'm like you guys know me. I'm a really big fan of like weird strats and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, weird champions mm-hmm. be played. Um, and uh, it was really funny because I did play with uh, Rossorg in a game in Solhu. I was playing Pike, toddling with smite. Um, okay. and I was just like running around ganking people with Pike and uh, messing with other people mm-hmm. which is really funny, like it's really fun to play if you're the top laner, but I think a lot of everyone else just hates to play with it, and Razor also really hated to play with it, uh, he was really uh, not mad but like more frustrated, frustrated yeah. about the strategy, just being in the game, and I think uh, it is not healthy, I also dislike it, but it's fun to play, you know, it's like it's a like fresh Little breeze of like different play style as a yeah, top laner yeah. because a lot of the times, especially nowadays, that you can't TP anywhere else, right? And I think that also already took like a lot of creativity out of the game. Yeah. Uh, because if you had prior on top, you could stack a wave and then dive bot instead of just diving top lane, right? Um, but nowadays you can't do that. So people just take smite and run around <laughs> anyway, uh, which is, in my opinion, also not healthy for the game. Uh, it is, I, I did want to play it. I did say it to uh, um, our, our coach, coach. Let me play it. I'm going to dictate the whole game. We're going to win in like 15 minutes. And he's like, no, we can't do that. You know, it's like, you're going to get nerfed anyway, which is like, it's it's fine, right? Mm. Um, because you do kind of want to play to get better, not just yeah, to, play, yeah. to win. I mean, to win two games is like nice, right? Perfect. Um, TSM. They uh, love it. Yeah, they only play that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't even think they're playing it that well, right? Like they, yeah. they did play it better now. I've seen them diving bot, which is really good. That's how you should play that. And then uh, I think EG played it as well with Karma, and Karma was running alone in the river, getting ganked by Xin Zhao in the river and just dying. That's not how you're, spo- you're supposed to play that, that strategy, right? Like, you're supposed
0: to... You're supposed <laughs> Wait, to... Are, you, are you sure I'm not supposed to just run into the river and die, BB? That's not part yeah. of it?
1: I mean, I think it's like, it sounds, it sounds easy, but like, once you actually play that, you, you don't always know what to do, right? Because mm. it's like, <clears throat> as a top laner, you usually just lane and farm, uh, but uh, you really need a different mindset. You want to support others. And first, you want to use your smite, obviously, for your jungler to clear yeah, faster, you or you want to annoy the enemy jungler, right? Which you can't do alone. In, like, you can do it level 1, but you can't do it after because you're just going to be level 1, 2, and he's going to be level 4 or 5. So you do want to run, run around with your journal or with your bot lane. Um, but I think that's the, that's the thing that most people don't know. And then they just run around uh, alone yeah. and just die, and then it looks really bad. Um, but and then, then they're like objective bounties forehead exactly yeah <laughs> and I think um, nowadays people just go like the hullbreaker is even better now in that strategy uh, and they all go demolish, and yeah. then your tower is just dead the- and I think if if the top laner is good, if he's a good player, he's just going to carry the game no matter what champ. If you're just uh, had 3k gold, 4k gold out of just default, mm. then you're just going to win. And I think that is the counter to the strategy. The, right? the,
2: fu- the funniest thing about me and his strategy is like, you know, the song I'm going to pay for with the meme, and oh the guy's God, like yeah. just dancing and the woman's like banging on the window, oh, yeah, that yeah. meme. That's yeah. what I imagine every smart top laner is listening to while he's running yeah. around the map.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that's like, I think there's so many instances of League of Legends where it's like, damn, this is fun to play. But then the, everyone who has to play against it is like, stop, you absolute <laughs> yeah. degenerate. Like a Akali, when she it's first criminal. came out, People like, these mechanics are sick. And it's like, yeah, but I don't have any counterplay. No part of this is enjoyable yeah. for
2: me, the person playing
0: against a Akali on release.
2: Like, yeah, it's tough. It must be fun to lane 1v0, though, as a top laner, though. It's like, guys, you're going to get dove, but I'm 1v0, so yeah. I'll take two towers
1: you just say just play save right and then they just get dove on the tower uh, but yeah, yeah i mean you can't really do much as a top laner like i think uh, there was a c9 game where he tried to tp bot on that one play c9 and then he, and then, and then he got dove anyway i don't think that's good you should just be really selfish against us that's right but i think it did get nerfed as well like i think it's like pretty much out of the game
0: yeah they did they took it down they they did like a pretty ham-fisted change i think and they said they had a in the patch they said they had a, they had a plan for like a more holistic systems change to stop stuff like this from happening, but in the short term they just had to be like, "Bam!" Yeah. Just like you touch a minion, you're never getting gold or XP ever again. I don't remember what. These yeah, they did changes.
2: 12.4. They did some support gold item uh, income changes. Yeah, basically just again hand-fisted. kind of like when they got rid of
0: funnel. When they were just like, "Do not touch jungle item, bad." You know, like these <laughs> yeah. these kind of things. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, anywho. That was when they added in the the X or the gold bounty for minions that if you had farmed too many jungle camps you got reduced
2: mm. gold for yep. minions. That was that change which yep.
0: killed funnel pretty much.
2: I missed the days of uh, was it the G two finals against OG where they played Zyra Khan funnel. Yeah, that mid- was random. Wasn't that random as hell too? Because like so funnel cool was like though. mostly gone at that point. Yeah, yeah it wow. was mostly gone. That was cool though. I just remember
0: what it was. Like. It was like Tarek. There was a counter to the funnel. Oh, no, it was Varus Blitzcrank was the, the, the counter to the funnel oh, yeah. bot lane because you just you all-in them over and mm. over again and you just well, never give them a second. Wait, was that the Sona bot lane? That was, o, that was the counter that OG tried against whatever funnel bot lane G2 okay. played was the uh, Varus, and then mm. I think they kind of messed it up and it did not work. League is wacky. League is wacky, which is a great point. And uh, speaking of League being wacky, let's talk a little bit more about G2 or G2.0 <laughs> G2. or 3.0 or whatever. G3. G- no because i think carlos is probably pretty attached to the two g 2.5 it says 2.0 we'll go with 2.0 g 2.0 um talk to me about like the off-season process you got to drive a you got to drive a garbage truck it seems like whatever that video was i don't remember that i just remember the picture of you in the garbage truck
2: wait what garbage (laughs) truck (laughs) wait
0: (laughs) okay forget my garbage truck comment maybe i misread that i don't (laughs) remember Never mind. <laughs> Am I fever dreaming live on the show? We'll never know. Anyway, you joined G2. What was that process like?
1: Um, well, it was like this offseason I did talk to many teams actually. Um, but uh, G2 was the most uh, interesting for me because I, I just liked um, the whole organization, the, the amount of like, uh, reach I get, uh, also just the players that were in. I was a really big fan of uh, Caps uh, and Jankos. Um, and once we started talking, they were like really serious with, okay, we're gonna start really early, we're gonna play the world's teams, mm-hmm. um and I was like, wow, that's like a team who wants to win, right? And I have the goal of wanting to win, so why would I not take that uh, as a um as an opportunity to to get even better, play against the world's teams? We played against the world's finalists uh, at the time.
2: How how were the scrims? Were they good?
1: The scrims were good. Uh, it was a lot of fighting, honestly, mm. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was really really fun. We also screamed like. Till very late sometimes. It depended on the the, the walls teams, uh, on how much they wanted to scrim. And we were like really down to scrim as well, right? Because you don't really get the opportunity as a team who wasn't at walls to just scrim those teams, right? Mm-hmm. There was also this team McDonald's uh, with, I think... Uh, leader and Wonder, like Mickey. Mickey leader. Exactly, right? And they also scrimmed those teams and I'm sure it was just as fun and as uh, like uh, uh, helpful for them just for us, maybe a bit a bit less for them because it wasn't like really 100% serious, but for us it was like really serious, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because there was, like, a whole orc <laughs> behind it. Um, and I think that was also a reason why we picked up the players that we picked up, right? Like, uh, our bot lane. We, we 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 had the chance of being able to play with them for a whole month. Um, before, like, we tried on many other, like, rookies as well. And also non-rookies, I think
2: so just quick question that we said we tried out you meant tried out rookies in the bot lane so you're trying to like figure out which bot lane you wanted as you being the starter on g2 as a yeah, top side exactly interesting okay
1: um so we did try um a lot actually because mm. we we had the time we had the we had the opponents to scrim we had uh, just everything um uh, build up for us to have the best possible outcome and i think we did get the best possible outcome for us uh, at least that's why we decided. Uh, uh, at the time, and I think uh, I am very happy with uh, when we started screaming. Mm-hmm. I think there were people saying, "Oh, we're gonna burn out." Like some of my uh, um, uh, friends that told me, you go, you th- "You're for sure gonna burn out uh, because you screamed so much already." And I don't think so because I think it's all about perspective and how you see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did also obviously take breaks. It's not like we screamed like <laughs> two months straight up until like uh, LEC started. We obviously took uh, breaks. Like, there was also this winter break, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's basically how I got picked up. It was very, very early. I committed very early to uh, G2, even though I may have had other opportunities uh for other teams. But I was really happy. I'm still very happy that I'm here, um and I think it could have gone a, l- a little bit better. I think uh right now, I think last week, if we went zero two, I would have a really different mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we are still in a good standing. We are eight and five. Um, but I would be more happy if you were ten and three, you know.
2: It stings, <laughs> doesn't it? You come yeah. off like an official game of losing to like I don't know, we'll just say an example, and you scrim them the next week, and you just join the lobby. It's like that, just just like a sour taste in your mouth, where you're like, you you know, you can beat them in scrims, but you lost them on stage, and it's just oh.
1: I mean, that's why I think like the thing is, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, if you're if you if if you lose games and scrims, it's mostly the first game, right? Hmm. And then we had this like little excuse. Okay, it's fine, guys. We'll get them at best of five because we do win most of the scrims. Uh, I did mention it. Uh, A bit before, uh, not in the podcast, but we do win, I think, um, like 70% usually. That's already a really high number. And Mm -hmm. I think we may be the best team in scrims. I'm not sure. Um, Obviously, there's always this scrims don't matter Mm -hmm. stuff, but uh, uh, I I don't really care about it anyway. Like, it obviously matters that you win on stage. I I do agree. Um, But that's why I'm also not concerned, you know, like, I'm not concerned of uh, not being able to win the whole thing because I do think that we are doing really well. And uh, I don't know how good we're going to be in best of fives, but I do have very high hopes because we we are just, I think, uh, as I mentioned, I think um, out of the whole non-world teams, right? I'm not counting the world teams. Mm -hmm. We scrimmed. I think we lost against one team in a best of five, right? Like five games uh, block. So uh, I am very uh, looking forward to what we can do, you know, and obviously we want a strong finish. Mm -hmm. um, And I think we can get a strong finish. Obviously, there's still so much to learn yeah Uh, every patch the hallbreaker i think we actually got really late on the hallbreaker it was like the last day we scrimmed and then the enemy team because most of the time we are winning scrims right so it was like hallbreaker just never mattered and then there was this one day where hallbreaker was like wow i can't lane guys i have to buy this item yeah (laughs) and uh uh, i think c9 actually like uh, had one time i think it was last year where they were also winning a lot of scrims and then they had this one time where they were losing a lot of stage games and they were blaming it on winning a lot of scrims right um I don't know if you remember, it was the Sven Walken blobber mm-hmm, mm-hmm. roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh yeah it's still very exciting you know it's always
2: better to win scrims though because when you i guess you can say loses improve but if you're losing a majority of scrims then you know f- something fundamentally is wrong but if you're winning Whoa. a majority of scrims something fundamentally is right i suppose right it's just the middle ground of we need to lose enough to learn but we need to win enough yeah, to have confidence right
0: it's that gray area because if you win everything you probably don't learn much because you're just getting away with anything that you want and <laughs> exactly, unless you're like yeah. super disciplined playing you know peak which i just not let's just not even say that's possible i don't want to entertain that idea or if you're losing all the time it's just got to be super horribly demoralizing you need some kind yeah. of light there but um you kind of it's i'm curious what um like what what is the big focus right now for the team like what is it that you guys are working on because if you're are you struggling at all to transition some of what you're doing in scrims to stage games uh is because like you obviously you did have this year or two week like what is the what is the big focus right now for g2 to make sure that you can be 80 percent win rate like all the time
1: uh, i think uh the, the the most important thing is always is like you always come into the week with the preparation of what you want mm-hmm. to work for work on right I think that's that should be for every team Um, and uh, we always have that as well and we believe that that week we have to focus on that for example obviously I can't go into detail right mm-hmm. but I think most of the time the goals that we are trying to achieve we most of the time get it uh, in most of the scrims even if it doesn't work in the beginning I think as I said I think everyone here in, in, in my team at least is very open minded there's not much uh, uh, emotions going on into the game obviously sometimes you get frustrated uh about uh losing or yeah. like even when we are winning a lot when we are losing we also get frustrated about it which is not a bad thing right if it's not negative um and i think that's really nice to see actually it's not like oh we're winning four games a day anyway uh that one game that we lost doesn't matter when the one game we lost actually mattered the most for example right mm-hmm. and we always have this one saying <laughs> like last game matters right so we always don't want to lose the last game um
2: it's mental edge yeah it's mental exactly because it's it's even mental if edge, right? you lose the first four games if you win the last one it You're basically counts yeah, You're yeah, yeah, yeah the exactly
1: right and uh i think that's the good thing about our team we always have like these uh, funny memes going on as well mm-hmm. which uh, lights up the mood as well um when things are going bad and i think young is doing a great job with that uh, Flacket is actually really really funny person as well um, and kev's always doing his like little cheeky little comments right uh, same for me. Uh,
2: how, how is it to play with Caps actually? Because I mean, he is like in everyone's eyes the best player the West has ever had in mid lane. Um, is it? Isn't it an experience? Did you have you learned a lot from him? And do you talk a lot about solo lanes? You ever one v one each other?
1: Yeah, I one v one Caps actually sometimes uh, when it comes. Like I think we one v one when when did was it? He wanted to play like a really creative matchup, right? Like a <laughs> champion that I cannot say. Can't right now. <laughs> But uh, he was like, I'm just gonna do this and I'm gonna do this strat and it's gonna work and we're gonna win the game, right? I was like, sure, let's try it out. And then we tried it out and it actually worked. And uh, obviously it wasn't like a scrim game, so we couldn't actually, uh, but his theory was like, he's very creative yeah. uh, as a player. He's very, like the thing about Caps, I think, is when he's happy, when he's in his zone, right? Um, then he has like million ideas and like million yeah. ways to actually win you the game. But uh, when whenever he gets like, uh, I think less happy, what I noticed is like that he's talking less, uh, there's less options that he wants to talk about um, but most of the time, it, that doesn't happen, right? But that's something I noticed. Uh, very, very creative, like very mechanically skilled as well. And it's really fun because <laughs> I can just talk to him, hey, let's play this random champion. And he's like, yeah, I can flex it, you know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> of course again. can. <laughs> when, uh, uh, when I would compare him with, I think, Bjergsen, right? Which was also a very, very great mid laner. I think Bjergsen was uh, more controlled uh, and less uh, doing random stuff, right? And I think... Uh, both both options are really great, obviously, uh, and I think both are really really great players. Um, I do think that both are d- different in a way, and I, I really like to work with Caps because I think he's like very similar in terms of like personality, mm-hmm. but also the way he plays the game. I think uh, he's very open to just trying out stuff and like yeah. most random stuff, and uh, <laughs> even in the games he's like always goofing around, which is like really funny. Like for example in the we played a game, it was like also the Fimble Winter Rise, I think, it was, was it against Misfits or something? He was like, oh, I'm gonna just tank the damage, gonna see how much damage I can tank, you know? In an <laughs> official game, by the way. I was like, hey, let's calm down, you know, let's <laughs> let's finish the game. He's like, oh, I'm gonna ult us in the base, you know? I'm like, sure, let's do it, you know? Which oh, is like caps. really good, it's like really nice to see, you know, he always uh, brings in like the, the funny vibe, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's just great, you know? Like yeah. I've been enjoying every, every moment so far with not only him, but also everyone in team. Like they all have their their own way of like being happy, their own way of showing how they're happy, and uh, it's it's great, you know. It's <laughs> cool.
0: Awesome. I like how excited you are about it, man. It's like super cool. I love yeah. seeing you smiling this much. Um, on the subject of you talking about like you you come in, you set these goals every week. Obviously, last week was like in terms of staging, it was really tough. It was like the zero two. Do you feel like? Can you share what your goals were for last week? It's it's hard because I obviously want to know as much as possible, but also don't want to give away anything that would hurt you in the in the weeks to come but well, like what were your um, goals last week did you meet them cuz i'm curious if even in the face of like a, what was a very difficult stage week you guys are still like hitting the progress that you want to hit
1: well um i can say at least that uh, in scrims that we met the mm-hmm. the 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 goals that we had uh, towards the end it's always like the main goal to like it's 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 unrealistic to always have 100% of what you're working on right but you sure. do want to work on something
0: can you share like a sample goal like it can be made up in the realm of like either something that you've because you've worked with Dylan before, maybe it was a goal that Chalka had or something that's, like, not relevant right. to an an anymore. Just so people understand, because is it, like, speak more or is it, like, be better at Baron? Is it, like, okay. what, what kind of goals uh, do like you set? Like, an
1: example, um, like, a very general example is, like, not getting caught in mid lane in, sure. m- in mid game as well. For example, uh, a lot of time, uh, um, AD carries or the mid laner are in mid in mid game. And then, uh, especially against teams like Fnatic, um, they always want to fight mid. Mm-hmm. AD carries mid, I go mid, we fight mid. That's what they do usually. Um, which is uh, also a good strat, right? But they do it re- really well, so it's really uh, important to be cautious about it. And sometimes that's going to be your goal for the week. And even if you're doing it well already, if you've set the goal to, like, have it zero deaths uh, in in five games in, in getting caught in it, yep. that is already very, very good, right? Um, did we achieve those goals, like the goals that we tr- practiced in in last week? Mm-hmm. I don't think so, right? Because we obviously lost the game, yeah. and I think we didn't lose the game because... Um, we got outplayed or something. We we just actually we did get outplayed, but like in a different kind of manner, right? Yeah. Not in, in like terms of mechanics, but in terms of like just how mm-hmm. uh, they played, right? Um. So I think working on those goals. I don't actually know what will be our goals for this week Sure. because we we didn't scrim yet, uh, but we are gonna like probably when I go home we're gonna talk about it, right? And mm. also everybody has like every week the good thing is like everybody has their own kind of ideas of what they want to do, what the champions they want to play, um. So. Also, when I think, for example, if you want to be my teammate, and I think mm-hmm. you, you you like died a lot uh, in this sure. specific matchup, I'm going to tell you, right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, <laughs> yeah. oh, hey, I think you died a lot. Maybe you should uh, like tune it down a little bit. You know, like What do you think the problems are? I'm not going to just tell you just stop inting, right? Uh, because that would be very unproductive. Um, which does happen in, in a team environment. Uh, and I think that's uh, not good. And I, I yeah. think that's the good thing about our team, that we can mm-hmm. actually openly talk about it. And if, say, you disagree with me, right? You can openly talk to me about it because i like to have a conversation about it anyway because if you think that's not a problem and I think it's a problem, that is already a problem, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: And I think that's what usually happens at the start of the week and in the middle of the week you experiment a little bit. At the end of the week you usually want to play in scrims, the draft uh, and the play style how you want to play on stage. Mm. And uh, it's good because in the beginning I think Of all, like, uh, just screaming, it wasn't like that. But nowadays, there's, like, always, like, this rhythm, this pattern of, like, just uh, practicing, which is good.
2: Mm. I think it's very clear to just kind of say, it sounds easy to just, this is what we're working on, this is our results in scrims, plug on stage. But it's a very up-and-down, rocky kind of process sometimes in the weeks where you come in with an expectation, it wins on Monday you play on Wednesday a scrim block and if you've already found something that's broken it or like there's a champion that you've kind of like overlooked that people are doing or Hullbreaker on a Friday warm up or a Thursday scrim <laughs> exactly. block where you're like wait a second Hullbreaker's OP so then all of a sudden you have to like have a lot of discussion where it's like this has been working but this looks really strong mm-hmm. what do you want to do on stage maybe do it in warm ups before the game and then decide so sometimes it can be a little bit last minute good weeks it's very kind of smooth but sometimes the transitions are very rocky
1: I do have to say something about that actually about the last minute thing when tanga Kali was a thing right we never actually played in scrims and I did play in solo queue my my uh, like Dylan was like, "Dude, look at this win rate. it is OP right?" And I was like, "Sure, I'm going to try it in solo queue right." And I think the day before that i I played like eight games six games, and then I just played on stage and I won me nine right? um And I think those kind of things happen, but you also need the confidence to to play those champions mm. right. and also I think uh, what is really important is just practice, practice practice, practice. Is, practice makes perfect right <laughs> kind of um so even though we didn't play it in scrims if you're confident enough in playing something it doesn't really change much you know mm-hmm. um unless it's like jace rice where you want to dive top in in like a coordinated way mm-hmm. um or like you want to play um, ophelia's trash and also dive bot, or pike uh, pike tf that needs coordination right but when you want to play a champion that like hallbreaker just got op and actually it was like similar right because it was like very late into the week we're like i'm telling D- uh, dylan i'm gonna buy hull record no matter what right yeah and uh, i actually didn't end up did i end up buying it i didn't end up buying it in both of those games actually because i played Jay's one game um and i don't think it's too great on Jay's, especially not against camille um and i think the other game i played gwen and then on okay, gwen Yeah, Gwen can't maybe can't not really, too good unless you fancy it um yeah, uh, I would have bought it if the situation would have been actually
2: good. looking at your champions. There's not many you would build it on. Jace, Gwen, Yone, Akali,
1: Aatrox, maybe. I, mean, Aatrox, I think I, I think see. you could build it on Aatrox. I think you could also build it on Jace. I I did build it. Armour did it as well. Yeah, and I think it's not bad. But I like there was actually one game. I think Odomna played Graves into Camille, and I think into Grace as uh, as Grace into Camille. I don't think you should rush Halbreaker. True damage. Because, or because yeah, one one because of the true damage. Two, you win lane because you just. Like, go on, on top of the wave and trade her. And when she trades you back, she doesn't have sustain, right? And usually you buy lifesteal. And I think if you if you were to rush to either shield ball or eclipse, right? Which many people go eclipse nowadays. I think you're just going to, like, stomp her in lane. You know, I don't even think that matchup is good for Camille. Uh, you have to gank the grace. And I think that that game grace was, like, mm. four melees. That's what you want as grace, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think you need hullbreaker to actually win at that point. Yeah. Mm, and I think that's, like, one of the few cases where I wouldn't have bought hullbreaker. But, uh, yeah, most of the time it's just... Okay, so don't,
0: right? buy hole breaker 90% of the time. Yeah. But there's 10%, but, but trying to understand Think the item it. and look at the context
2: like first was, for anyone watching.
1: I was also also thinking about Converse to to stretch, right, right? And uh-huh. I thought, what if people start playing talk with Hallbreaker? She deals true damage to you, but she oh, doesn't... Oh, no, 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 cut the tape, damage. cut the tape, cut the episode. <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense, though. Especially into when things like Aatrox are coming meta, maybe things like that can work. Yeah. Um, i mean I,
1: I don't know like i'm i'm always the type of guy who tries to counter the meta mm-hmm. and still place the meta right yeah because yeah, yeah. if if you're confident in something um in counter picking something but the enemies are not they're not going to pick it so basically you have a counter that the enemy doesn't have right
2: yes one step ahead basically which
1: is uh also especially when you practice something that is not known like that is why i love picking yone for example into graves um that is why i love picking like champions like Vayne and so yeah pick it all the time if i think it's good because once you do practice it and you think it's actually good and it's not troll, Mm -hmm. the enemy is going to, one, he's going to less likely be able to play against it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and two, you're just going to, you know how to play it, and he doesn't know how to play against it. We were talking
0: talking about this. This happens all the time in fighting games, is that people hate playing against people who play like low tiers because they're just like, you don't, they know exactly (laughs) what they're doing and you have no idea what they're doing, and that's like a huge edge that they have, and in your case, an edge that you have because you know exactly how much damage Yone does. You know exactly what your limits are, Graves knows what Graves does. You know what Graves does. Graves has no freaking idea what you do. It's also doubly annoying because if I beat a Yone top as a Graves, who gives a crap? I beat a Yone top. But if I lose to a Yone top as a Yone top, it's like, damn, that's embarrassing, bro. You just lost to a Yone top. It's like it's like you know
2: how the matchup works on both sides, but they only know how it works on one side, kind of right? And then the the funniest thing is when you beat them with that champ, then they're rethinking as well, and you know you made them rethink, and they're sitting there. You go into game two of the scrim game, and they like pick it on three red side and ban that champ, and it's like. Yeah, that uh-huh. happens a
1: lot. Happens a lot,
0: actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they need it's to fine. like. They need to like. They they realize it's counter, but they don't know how it works just yet. But they have to play it. So you've kind of like but, taught him, you know?
0: Yeah, I wish. I wish we saw more of this. I like that you pick weird stuff. I wish more people would do it. I get why. Like, there's this always argument. It's like, how much do you want to prioritize your scrim time? And I imagine it also means that you have to be willing to play just a lot more solo queue if you want to be able to keep up what is like a conventional meta champion pool and also Yone top, <laughs> yeah, know, like.
1: I mean, most of, like most of the time, the meta champs are easier to play than non-meta champs. Sure. I think that's just because people usually like to go ten tours. Like that's why I think Renekton's played so much because it's just easy and always good in s- certain scenarios. Maybe not nowadays because it got nerfed. Mm-hmm. And Halberd is like kind of kind of strong. Even though I do think you can buy Halberd on that champ as well. <laughs> um, and on mid, it's like uh, mages a lot of the time, right? Nowadays, um, not as much like set or yeah. I really mid. It's not like when Irelia really was like OP, people picked it, right? but only because it was OP. Nowadays, I really has only picked into certain matchups. Uh, same for, like, bot lane, usually you only see two to three champs anyway in a meta, <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah. like, crazy, in my opinion. I would really love to see more AD carries mm-hmm. uh, instead Agreed. of just two, and then when those two are out, it's most of the time it's Ezreal or Jin or, like, those kind of champs.
0: Just these really safe, standard, exactly. boring... And
1: yeah. Maybe it's because that's just how the game is built, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it has been in the game for a long time where the AD carries are just usually the least amount of different champions picked
0: sure um, looking forward kind of segueing uh, away from like the the more meta talk and talking more about what's in front of you two weeks left <laughs> week seven week eight it's crazy games. that there's only two weeks left yeah, isn't it of the entire split really nuts so this week you play misfits and bds one of those teams obviously kind of scary bds will say underdog uh and then your super week is XL vitality rogue like, what is what is the goal? What is the focus coming into these last two weeks of games? And again, like, I asked that in the worst way possible because we literally just talked about goals, and I don't want you to give away anything else. How do you <laughs> how do you feel about the upcoming matchups? What's your read? And like, where are you guys? What do you think is like a realistic expectation for where you guys can finish?
1: Um. Oh well, I'm I'm definitely very excited for that week because I think we are playing like a, the especially the super week because we lost against two of the teams that we're playing. I think Rogue and. Uh, Vitality, right? And mm-hmm. th- those two losses were really, really sad losses. Mm. <laughs> like we got stomped both games. And I'm very salty about it. And I do want to win, like really badly. And um, I think it's, it's not the easiest week, of course, if you look at the standings, right? But I think uh, we are capable of beating every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, even if uh, sometimes we have to, we're going to have to put up a fight. I think Misfits game is going to be interesting. And I think the Vitality and Rogue game is going to be really interesting. And it's going to depend on how Excel plays. Um, But I think every of those games are really winnable I'm very uh, uh, confident, at least, in Mm -hmm. in those games.
2: Yeah, and and by the sounds of it, we talked to Upset about this a little bit, like playoffs. You've mentioned XL a lot, you mentioned Vitality, G2, Rogue, Fnatic, and that kind of leaves Misfits as well. That means Mad Lions wouldn't be in playoffs. Um, (laughs) This this kind of idea floated around around a week or two ago as kind of like, oh, they might miss it. Then last week came a little bit more serious, and now after this weekend, it's kind of like, wait, Matt, they're actually probably gonna miss playoffs. What do you think?
1: Um, I think I think they are missing it. This 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 split. Uh, it's either I think it's either them. I think Excel is actually gonna make it. I think if someone is not gonna make it, it's probably Vitality or Mad Lions. I think Excel has this really mo- motivation of like getting there for the first time, right? Yeah. Which is. Uh, great (laughs) (laughs) Um, like i think that kind of motivational boost is actually more important than sometimes raw talent right because i think that can like the momentum of that can like lead you to uh, just you know i think they need two wins xl are seven six right now so two
2: wins would be safe one win could do it yeah Uh, but mad is five and eight tied with sk gaming in seven they also play xl fanatic this week and then vital so i think wait mad plays xl fanatic
0: this week and then Vitality next week is game one. Their last two opponents are BDS so, and uh, Astralis. But Mad I feel like, game, like their fate's already decided before they even get to this last game. That two Mad
2: XL game could determine it. It's Damn. intense. What do you think of Mad Lions as a team overall? Not um, so, a little bit kind of touching on scrims, but not so much results or anything, just holistically as a team. How have they been this split to you?
1: I mean, they beat us one time in, in the split mm. and there was also like a really... <laughs> that was like where we played Kassar, they knew me. That was really funny. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, I think they are not... I feel like they don't have a... Um, how do you say? How Fnatic has their bot side, how we have yep. our top side. They don't have a s- strong side, you know? Uh, I feel like if they win games, they usually win games by Eloya, like carrying. I, I felt like. Like he had really, really good Diana performances um in the early weeks uh but i think after that uh, he's like um, kind of silent and i think uh, actually unforgiven has been playing well um i think more um, so i think Rika has been some underwhelming performances um even though i think he was like before i think before the split started i thought he was going to be really good because i actually thought uh, he was really good right uh he didn't he maybe is not too confident enough that's what i think about uh, some rookies uh, that if they lack confidence that uh, they're just gonna play a lot worse, and I think uh, maybe that's what he's lacking, right? I don't know, uh, but um, they had. I think they lost two strong players, which was uh, humanoid and carsi right? Um, and Karsy is not doing as well either, right? But uh, I think they did lose strong points, and I think Unforgiven is doing well in. Um, uh, replacement um, and I think Rika is less so and maybe that should be like um, a motivation for him as well you know to, to be better and I think he does get a lot of criticism but I think the team is trying which is something that's very important right and mm-hmm. uh, I hope they make it I would like, because I like right. he's my he's a good he's friend a of bro. mine yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I always like to win against him even though I actually almost like I think I had my first win against him uh, last last game against him in in Schalke, I think I've never beaten him once, and I was always salty about it. You know, because I always wanted to beat him, right? And uh, now you want to play
2: him in a best of five as well, probably then, just <laughs> yeah. to make sure that you get him this yeah. year. But maybe, um, maybe he doesn't even make it this time. It would
1: be it, it would be nice, you know. Like I love playing against him. I, lo- I love the banter, um, and and uh, I can do it really well against him because I know him for a long time. Yeah. Um. So it would be sad if they would make it. I, I'm definitely cheering for them to make it if they're going to make it. I'm pro- probably not, right? But
2: uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting how we were talking about, like, earlier on the podcast about team identity, strong side, weak side, this and that. And I guess Mad Lions is one of those teams that just doesn't have the identity yet because they, they were trying so many things this year. Like, yeah. they tried, like, Renekton Irelia mids, they tried the Corky mids, they tried the carry tops, they tried the tank tops. Like,
0: well, and it's also just, like, obviously, this is a year of rebuilding for so many teams. G2, Fnatic, Vitality, Mad, obviously, uh, Rogue as well. And it just feels like, and, and a lot of teams lost good players. And a lot of teams are in the case of Vitality is obviously just completely rebuilt, um, but it just feels like Mad got the short end of the the rebuilding stick in terms of results right now. We'll see what their ceiling looks like, but like it just sucks for them. I think especially because public perception is also just like stacked against them because like G2 rebuilt. They're doing pretty well. Fnatic rebuilt doing pretty well. Vitality. Yeah, scores not great. <laughs> they're but on like, the edge right but now. they're on the edge right. But if they <laughs> make as long as they make playoffs and show up and bestifies, people are going to give them that. And like Rogue, also the the kind of the big surprise of the off season. So it just feels like in this split, that's entirely about rebuilding. Like any number of these teams could have bombed out. You know, like maybe if the vibes were terrible in the off season and you did burn out. And I'm glad that didn't yeah. happen. But like you never know with so many of these teams. Um, but it just feels like Mad. It really sucks for Mad because. Um, I think in a world where everyone is struggling on brand new teams and everyone's struggling to find their footing in spring, which I think teams, teams still are, it's just like they're getting wins on stage, you know what I mean? Um, I think they'd get a lot more forgiveness, but because they're like former champions and they kind of suck right now, mm. it's just like people are people are ruthless because like every other team figured it out, it feels like so quickly, at least in terms of how to get wins on stage. Because if you had told me that like you and G2 would be at the top, like you were in We'll review our tier list at some point. You and G2 were like, bam, right up there. We were like, it's going to be Fnatic. Vitality easy super team and then like G two G two Mad are like right behind that that's what we expected we're like oh we'll have to see how Flackit and Targemis do but like bam look at that top side for Mad <laughs>
2: but then the Mickey Nation attacked
0: <laughs> then the Mickey Nation attacked so it did so it's it's weird I this is the thing that caught me the most off guard I would say of all the things it makes sense especially as we hear more about Fnatic on like what humanoid brings to the table I don't know if you've heard Big Shot caller I don't know if you how much you've heard or how much you've experienced this this man apparently is like the puppet puppet
2: master <laughs> really? in the
0: league yeah I've yeah. never
2: heard of him talking much. He's the voice of Fnatic as Which
0: yeah, I actually. didn't hear either. We didn't talk about it in interviews last year because we knew he was like he was the guy that his the thing that he always talked to us about was like motivation and like wanting to find that. But then this, the Fnatic boys are all like, no, you don't understand. Mm. He might he's like we're playing this side of the map. We're playing that oh, side actually, of the map.
1: Actually, not. I remember I think was said uh, one time that his mid laner was like really smurfing. Yeah. Like uh, last year, right? Yeah. Uh, when I was, did talk to him, when I was like, How, how's your how's your new team, right? And he was like, yeah. Uh, actually, now now it makes sense because uh, it's probably true when. When there's like so many people saying something right then yeah. it must be somewhat true right yeah. at least
0: but i think that su- that sucks even more for Riker then because when when i knew Riker was joining the team he just had to be a good mid laner you know he didn't have to be a great shot caller or a great leader because i didn't think that that's what humanoid provided and i just think that makes the situation even doubly hard for him yep. he's trying to find confidence to on void. an lec team already super difficult he's trying to fill the shoes of a very good mid laner doubly difficult he's trying to fill the shoes of a very good mid laner arguably one of the best performing mid laners in europe uh who also was a late The game. voice of the team is Sh- The well. voice of the Shult team. The caller, like are you kidding me, bro? Resources. It's like trying to it's like when POE tried to replace like Bjergsen. Oh my god, that's hard, dude. That's pressure. You know <laughs> what yeah. I mean? Like you just can't or X P also tried to replace X Why is POE tried to replace so many other <laughs> people? He's replacing all these insane mids. God I just realized that. Damn. Oh, Tristan. Taking their jobs. All right. And he's out there, he's doing yeah. work damn um, LEC is banging LEC is banging last thing for this week I think the Rogue Excel matchup was hype the matchup I'm most excited about that I can't really ask any questions about because it requires you to leak stuff is Misfits first G2 I think that is
2: the most it's a battle for kind of like I mean if you beat them you can contest second but if they get a one step ahead of you it's quite annoying to kind of climb back because the head to head I think you have won the first head to head yeah. and if they win then they'll have yeah, the head dead exactly. but if you win you'll bring them into the even state and you'll have the head head. so second place is a much easier
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, it will then depend on Fnatic, right? Yep. Because Fnatic is also uh, one win ahead. Um, but uh, definitely, like the first, the first game against the uh, Misfits, actually, we had a really solid performance
0: <laughs> until we didn't, right? Oh wait, can we actually come we real TikTok? Did you see the video? Because we has yeah. broke down that play, and then I worked yeah. with him to write a VO. You're cracked. Everyone thinks it's flaccid. You're <laughs> yeah, insane. I mean, you got away with murder. <laughs> did you watch this play? I did see he it. He bought the stopwatch in comms because Yankas. Yeah, Wait, in you comms. He was playing Renekton. Renekton, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, like, to be fair, Neon griefs it just a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> Neon. But, like, yeah, you right. got away with absolute murder. Yeah. Like, you hero... Biggest hero moment I've seen all season. And at the time, we're just like, flacking for qua- uh, crazy quadrakill. it. Yeah. I mean, but-
1: uh, it was, like, right after the game, it, we, we're, like, full of adrenaline, right? Because...
2: Sure. Soon! <laughs> <Sure.
1: laughs> but, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, did it have. Actually, I, I don't even know. But, anyways, that was like the craziest game we played probably this, this season. And, uh, we're, like, I, I wouldn't. I probably probably wouldn't even have bought Watch if Jakos wouldn't tell me because I was yeah. like, yeah, "What just happened, right? Did we just did. We just lose the game." And yeah. I'm like, "Okay, we're gonna go back buy Starwatch and then defend, right?" And then I think also, if, if Misfits wants to end, they will end ten out of ten times. If this is scrims and they want to end, they will probably yep. end. It was probably just. Uh, very, like, heat of the moment. They yeah, Everybody's pressured. They were super split, uh, for panicked. sure. Panicked. I mean, they came back from, like, 12k gold lead. Yeah. Uh, with the bounties. Balanced. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> balanced. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I think uh, I did have really... I, I took a lot of time, and it doesn't look as flash, right? Which I don't really care about. Uh, uh, but then after the game, Dylan was like... It's actually... If you, we looked at the replay, I was like, holy shit. You know? Like, BB actually did so, so much. They said... I was like, yeah, <laughs> I guess.
2: You yeah, <laughs> you're the you're the MVP. <laughs> you're the hero. Uh, you're the hero. I think that then.
0: like, yeah, I think that when you look back at the play, like, you are definitely the G two MVP. But also, I think Misfits are watching that play back. Like, yeah, what are of we course. doing? Yeah, like I mean, why why we're out here just? Yeah. They were
1: like really splitting uh, the damage. I think if they all uh, hit me, and also uh, Neon doesn't mess up the the flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the flash out yeah. Then I'm um, also it was like really like I think he he was about to like. Two shot uh, Senna, and while he was like out attacking, Senna killed Jin, and the auto attack didn't come off. Like there's also scenarios where the auto attack comes off and both die, and like the auto attack animation was like coming off right off, and then he just he just died. And if that that happened, we would probably lost the game as well. So there was like so many scenarios where we could have just
2: game lost. of inches, baby. <laughs> it's not over till like, the next explodes. Man. So. Yeah.
0: Are you so? Are you confident that this time, if you get a twelve K gold lead versus Misfits, you won't throw it or almost was it? G two last
2: it? year against Misfits where they got an elder and then just aced them and then won when they were yeah, ten K down? Yeah, that was no, we all, we cast that too. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Misfits yeah. has some banter. TF yeah. has some banter with oh. G two,
1: and um, I think, I think, yeah. Also, we we had a really hard early game comp. We had rise Renekton dive top, which we did. Um, they got in the late game. They won a fight when casio against a lot of yeah. melee champs right uh, and i think if you get a um team come like that again uh, i'm pretty sure that also we kind of griefed uh because cas was calling like guys don't push the mini wave so i can ult the mini wave and then arrow like me me flackett and uh were like hitting the mini wave mid <laughs> and then we're like the anchors was like guys you're griefing stop hitting the wave you know? <laughs> and we keep hitting the wave and i was like wait what's going on you know
0: um and then it just two, then you understand two seconds later yeah. you're like
1: And then you understand two seconds later what's actually going on because you- you just defended. The yeah, boom. you're like, what the fuck yeah, yeah. There, just happened? There's, there's the literally mind? so much <laughs> and, uh, adrenaline in your
0: body. You're just you've yeah. reverted to animal status. You're just down the mid. That's what I think. I, you know what it is when you yeah, win a fight yeah. and you feel like you're immortal, yeah, or you come yeah. off a good league game and you're like, I'm a god, and then you have to remember you're like a level one character again, and you're actually just not op yeah, anymore. And you're, yeah. you're, dude, the that's, emotions. that's how I feel. I feel like what is it? you see. I say ooga booga. That's what Ooga-booga. I feel like. Ooga booga. I just feel like complete brain off. When I win a fight, like let's end, let's end. People <laughs> yeah. are like, no, let's take bear and slow down. I'm like,
1: Argh! yeah, and like cracked out. Yeah, it was like that actually. And <laughs> after the game was like crazy because we were like, oh my god, like how do we even almost get close to losing that game, right? And I think Misfits is a team that uh, again, uh, we we did shut down actually Vito that game because we did level two game him because we we I think we dodged the ward and then mm-hmm. roam top again. Mm-hmm. And I think if he, if we if we are going to do that again, if we're going to shut down Vito, probably going to be a quick dub. I'm not going to lie, guys. Um, quick
2: dub. <laughs> and then are we going to get the shoe afterwards. I mean, we
1: always try to do something different, <laughs> which is uh, good. Uh, but maybe we'll see it, you know. Uh, I think, actually, like, if you would have won on stage against Fnatic, we would have had some bangers, maybe. And the celebrations but, uh, are good.
2: The handshake one, the mm-hmm. zoo, yeah. I like them. I mean,
1: it's something that uh, I was, like, really pushing to, to do, right? Because I think. I love them. Like, in, 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 in like, football and stuff they yeah. have, like, celebrations, and I think it's, like, so cool to see. It is, it's it like, is, yeah, It's, it's like, the more stupid it gets, the better. Not only for, like, like, it, it, it can be cringe, like, I don't care, you know, for me it's not cringe because you're doing it with, like, your teammates, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you do it with your teammates, and then you look back at it, you're gonna be, like, oh my god, that that day, you know, like, we did that, <laughs> that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not and just so, another win on stage, it's that
0: day you did the crazy thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. and, uh, if you went on stage we might do some bangers it, it will always depend on the opponent as well on like what we do right uh, but also having something like that it, it like motivates me to win more you know mm. because i want to like i want the enemy to tilt of our like <laughs> you know like because it's my enemy like i don't care what yeah. the enemy thinks about me right the more yeah. the more he hates me the better for me the, right?
2: they're plugging out their mouse <laughs> yeah. pa- their mouse and keyboard they look over into the middle of the stage and so there you was was are with the fish f- yeah, hook
1: yeah exactly right <laughs> and i think i think that's cool i think uh, uh, Mad Lions did it at one time as well, uh, like for for a period of time, and I think many if if like other teams would do it, like I would I would love that, you know, I would, I would love if someone else like um, does like a victory. Um, uh, you
0: just innovate it. It's like well, obviously Mad did it before, right? And then like you guys doing it now, you just have to keep pushing. Cause I don't exactly, I don't know if you yeah, watch Valorant, Boaster who plays for Fnatic, uh, formerly shout for to Shout out to Boaster just push for these weird celebrations and he did it so much when valorant was young that now everybody just does weird yeah. stuff it's just like the norm now just yeah. make it the norm bb just keep pushing it's, dude it's, i think it's cool you
1: know i, I was also <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking i was like some really stupid stuff to do which i don't want to talk about now maybe i'll do it you know uh, yeah i hope we're uh, casting
2: i hope we're the casting desk and you're on stage in studio so we can see it yeah, yeah I, mean, I was tickets. like
1: i was like thinking about like running around doing some stupid stuff but like uh, you have to win first, right? Which uh, is the the hard sure, part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: also important. And we had a game. talk
1: with Carlos that we should do the sue anyway. If we win or lose, that would bang his head. <laughs> if you lose, you just get up for <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, cards. okay, maybe not everyone in the team would like it. You know, if one of your teammates would just celebrate the,
0: the loss. <laughs> is it even right. funnier if like three of you do it and there's one person like really sad at their desk yeah. who hasn't moved? That's funny. It's not good probably for the team, but I can see okay, why so Carlos right. would pitch it. It's oh, very my funny. Lord. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: and,
2: uh, <laughs> i'm looking forward to them. i really am yeah.
0: i think uh, i think many teams should
1: do it actually like it just brings more joy like i think also the fans like it like i i like it a lot i also really think that flacket is playing a big part of it because he also really wants to join in and uh i think uh, more, usually young and Targamas are like the people who like don't want to do it right but then we push them like hey it's gonna be fun mm-hmm. you know like let's do it and uh then everyone is everybody starts doing it and then it gets more fun you bond together right that's like how you bond actually and i think uh, yeah uh, i think yeah.
2: it's a great boy it's caps like he's always It looks yeah. like he's always game for yeah, it. he's like yeah he just tell him <laughs> what to yeah, do Cap, yeah,
1: oh, yeah. yeah i love that boy caps is always down for for like funny stuff so we really like that
0: all right man good luck this weekend i hope you get to show us something on stage uh either in draft in game or in <laughs> celebration you know and either way yeah. thanks again for for coming on to join us and uh yeah if you're watching this and you're a team Uh, do more on stage (laughs) celebrations you know don't steal ideas keep it original Misfits G2 is in studio Misfits G2 so Misfits this is your chance I'm just saying, you should also come prepared with a celebration, yeah. and if you lose as well, <laughs> <And> if you, <laughs> you lose as well, <laughs> just VTO alone stands up. <laughs> 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 Everyone else
2: is super sad. <laughs> Everyone's crying. They lost like second place or something. Oh, uh, yeah. it's now okay. okay.
0: bangers. Anyway, thanks for coming, BB. Good thanks luck in the, the week. I hope you have good goals to recover from your your O2 week yeah. coming up up to this very banger weekend. Um, we're off this weekend. Me and Cadrell and Vedius and Vedius. Uh, so you see a lot of new faces. Give love to the new faces. And if you're playing Elden Ring, fellow tarnished, I'll see you there. That's the (laughs) nerdiest thing I'll ever say in my life, which is weird because I have Bloodborne tattoos, but it's fine. Very geeky. Anyway, very excited about that. If you win, you should also get it because it's a banger and I know you haven't succumbed to Lost Ark yet. Everyone should play it. Shameless Elden Ring show. Anyway, we'll enjoy our week off. You guys enjoy this week of LEC. Good luck to you, BB, and we'll see you all back here before week eight.
2: Peace.